We provide a safe space for modern women to address and demystify social hey, and girl, religious hey. constructs. Hey. Discover God's truth are and thrive no matter and what season they find themselves in. Help, I don't like my kids. I'm here with my homegirls. I'm Shauna and I'm going to be your host for today. And I'm here with my homegirl, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey, girl. Hey. And T. Hey. Hey girl. Hey, girl. hey. So let's get into this for today, right? So we all have children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dang. Can we say <laughs> a little bit more chipper than that? I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> the joys of our life, the bundle of joys. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Kim, tell us how old your children are. My children are 33, 30. And 23. Ooh. 33, 30, 23. Right. Okay. See? My children are nine and seven. And mine are 65 and 40. No. <laughs> <Mine's>... <laughs> That's just how they act. Mine's are 16 and 10. So, and I have two boys can you have two boys and a girl uh-huh. and she has a 50 50 match with a boy and a girl i'm gonna start off with a question obviously the topic is help i don't like my kids right and it, it can be kind of tricky but if we're gonna keep it real here like we like to do um there are those moments some short moments and some longer than others where our kids just really piss us off and um, Kim, you know what? I'm gonna start with you because you had an incident today <laughs> with your kid, right? Are you okay with sharing that to the people? I'll share. So my youngest son had because we were in this virtual environment. He we knew that he had a virtual graduation from college, and months ago he told us it was going to be today. And we had been asking and asking, what time, what time? Because we're busy, you know, we're busy parents. And so I asked him when he came in from his girlfriend's house, because he, you know, shame my game. He spent the night at his girlfriend's house last night. So he come in this morning. I said, Aaron, what time's graduation? I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? It's today, right? Yeah. I said, well, how do you know it's today? See, I got to back, I got to be like, you know, play detective. You got justifiable questions. I said, well, how do you know it's today? He said, I got an email. I said, could you go back on that email to the one that told you it was today? It probably will tell you what time today is supposed to be. So here you go. Back, trying to go back into the email. Mm. Goes into an email. Then he says, mine. It's next month on the 21st. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get in the car to come do the podcast. Then he calls 
He says, Ma, check your email. I just sent you the link. It's about to start. What? The? <laughs> so I'm just like. You're like, how you forget about your own graduation? <laughs> what? No. Why don't you care about my money? This is my money. That part. That part. That, that part. That's the, thing. That's the thing. Okay. If it was your money and you, okay, I, I you know, whatever. But this is my money. I want to see how my money, I want to see the thing that celebrates my money being spent. You want to celebrate? You want to celebrate too? Yes. And we can, and because he didn't tell us anything, we didn't get to plan anything. So pe- nobody knows that the boy graduated today. Not even his grandmother. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't even get, so I'm going to have to hear that. Y'all know I'm going to have to hear about that after the mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. She going to be mad with me while I'm mad with him. So it's going to be double. I, I can't stand my kidness over here. Well, it's going to be such a nice family dinner tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she ain't going to be standing me and I ain't going to be standing him. Because he, <laughs> he is on my nerve about right now. So, I'm feeling this topic right now. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. She like, what's the next question? See, share with us, share with us, share with the people. What's the worst thing your child has done to piss you off? Like, took you like zero. First thing. Okay, so this same son. He he regrouped, but you know what? The thing that pisses me off the most is when you are inconsiderate or like you um. You know, if, if I'm making sacrifices and you see the sacrifice that I'm making with my money or my time and stuff, and then you get all demanding and get an attitude if something about it is going, you know, not as you plan, that pisses me off. That mm. kind of, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. And uh, I'm training my sons to be thoughtful and they are very thoughtful about their girlfriend. Uh, Christmas came and I know this boy got some money. So we, you know, I see these packages coming from Amazon and these different places. And I'm like, okay, well, this it's my, it's her, it's her Christmas gift. It's her another Christmas gift. It's another Christmas gift. I'm thinking, okay, what about me and dad? Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, what about us? I understand you got to take care of your girlfriend girl why a couple Christmas ago when he was in college my mother was giving him her used car and we didn't get nothing nothing Christmas he came down he said I said you're not taking that car back to school Mm. he said what 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 my husband was like what will happen I said this this boy you know I didn't say this boy I said something else I said this ninja (laughs) I said gonna get all these gifts and don't get nothing from me and you that's not how I raised him mm. so that was a problem but he re- he regained you know my husband talked me out of it and then he bought gift certificates and whatever whatever but um I had to tell him I was like uh-uh me and dad sacrificed too much for you to when it's gift given time you ain't even thinking about us don't mm. assume no so that kind of thing kind of pissed me off too. I, oh, consideration. 
consideration. Like, you know. What about um what would be the the worst thing that your your child has done either of the minions? Yeah. Like what have they done to take you there? There's so many things. I think yeah. they only nine and seven. I know, but believe me, you I think that's what they do. He on the low, my husband now, because I feel, at least for, for my experience, and maybe Shauna or any of you guys could attribute to this because you guys all have males. There's something about a male testosterone at even nine that says I'm the man of the house, almost like I have to compensate. I don't know why. And I have to assess myself and say, like, what have I done to empower him to think he run this, he pay the bills. And what I mean by that is this sense of like, he does have the sense of protectiveness, but then there's a boundary of like, yeah, you could be prote- protective, but I pay the bills and you don't run this. Like, and I, I'm trying to give a, so many examples because he'll be asking me, where am I going? What am like, you know, questions that I feel like my husband has the authority to ask. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you asking too much, like you are too inquisitive. And even if even if it's out of protectiveness, it's, it's for me borderline disrespectful. And so initially I was like, well, maybe he's just protective, but I'm like, I need you to respect that I'm the authority of this house, you know? Um, and so I think it's the, I run this house for me, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that that's the problem I see with him. And then my daughter, I see a lot more inconsiderate. So um, she'll like, she's good. She's considerate when it comes to like, cooking like she loves to cook and bake so she'll bake for the whole house but she has this and it's and and it's it's a pet peeve of mine when you cook and you don't want to clean up so she feels like well I cooked um and I don't have to clean up and I was like no the narrative narrative is like you may not have to clean up but your brother need to assist you and clean up and I think part of a, a big part of the problem is that the Nigerian community well I won't say Nigerian community I, I think a lot of community raised their their boys to like to just sit at the table, right? Not participate in the household duties. So Nathan what? already has this. It's 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 a woman's place to clean. It's a woman's place to cook, you know. And I'm just like I'm not raising that that type of person. Like I need that equal partnership, equal opportunity parenting. You know, I don't need you to go to your marital home in the future and think it's okay for your wife to do everything and and automatically almost, you know, (laughs) subconsciously from what they observe, they already forming gender roles. And so what I do to try to mitigate that is that I have them both wash dishes, both take out the trash. So the Hannah don't think it's only a boy's duty to take out the trash. You know, Hannah take out the trash as well. Yep. So I have a rotating day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Sunday, Nathan take out the trash. Hannah does the dishes Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then like rotate around. And they get a responsibility. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things I don't like. Those are the quirks, the gender roles that he thinks already exist. Because all he do his when he's at his grandmother's house, Hannah's the only one in the kitchen. I'm like, he can cook too. He can, he can flip a he can flip a pa- pa- pancake, cook some eggs, like because he's ready to eat. You know what I mean? So those mm-hmm. are the things. And it's almost kind of like he clocked at me, like, when my food going to be ready, too? Like, that's a, like very husband like, And I was like, last I checked, I ain't tell you I'm going to have the meal ready. You won't eat when everybody else eat. 
and you're going to be part of the, you're going to participate in making this meal come together. So yeah. I have two boys and you both know my children and you both have watched them grow up. They are completely opposite. Like I have two polar opposite kids. So conversation, discipline, chores, communication is very different in my house. I used to despise it, but it has made me a better parent and it's made me a better communicator because I know that there's certain things that I can tell Jay, like I have to, there's a certain tonation I have to use with him and there's a certain way that I have to talk to Emmanuel. But the thing that really gets underneath my skin is that they, the, the attribute they do share is they both have this very deep rooted, I don't give a F attitude. Like they both are like, hmm. <laughs> and T giving me the side eye. And I'm gonna ask you, why are you giving me this? <laughs> Is it that they don't give an F or they're just kind of indifferent? Because you know they're indifferent and it's I don't give an F. <laughs> it can it can be both. Yeah. So Emmanuel sometimes is indifferent. Mm-hmm. But Emmanuel also is sometimes like, eh, you know. And Jay is is sometimes. And sometimes indifferent, but most of the times is, I don't care. <laughs> so, and so, and I, every time, when I think back over Jay's 10 years of life and Emmanuel's 16, I, I go, I have these moments, these reels of the times where I see that, like, it's like, if I, if you look at my kids, like, meh that M-E-H, like, that's them. Like, they, there's just certain things they just don't. I took, me and my ex-husband, we took them. We was like, oh, it's going to be dope. We're going to take them on a great We had, like, this is a milestone trip. Um, Jay was, like, five, going on five, maybe, and Manny was, like, nine or ten. And we was like, yo, we're going to take them to um, Disney World. And we're going to take them to Bahamas. This is a 10, 11 day trip, like five days in Florida, five days in, in the Bahamas. It was a whole big sh- shindy. We left the day after Christmas. It was like, well, we got one more Christmas gift for y'all. And we trying to, you know, have this big experience. We wake up early in the morning, their bags packed, car ready. We wake them up. We ready. Look, y'all, we going to this. I think we got them like Disney shirts or something like that to symbolize the trip. My oldest was like, that's nice. <laughs> My coins. <laughs> My coin, bro. All I heard was like, all the coin, like, you know, hear money dropping. All I heard was like, it, it falling to the floor. I was like, you're not excited. <laughs> Like, I don't get no hug, kiss, mommy, mommy, you the greatest of all times or whatever. <laughs> None of that. So we on this trip, fast forward to the entire trip. Like, I look over at Bruce, like, we have a real parent conversation. Like, like what are we doing? Like, why are we out here spending all this money now? Now, if you ever took a family of four to Disney World. Well. Now. I was ready to turn around back around as soon as we got to the gate when she said 489 for some tickets. We ain't even got in the park. <laughs> Take me back to the Peter Pan lot. I'm ready to get my car and go home. <laughs> like, I'm done. 
And so it's just the, it was like the whole, it was like, hmm, y'all gonna get on the rides? It's cool. We going on a cruise from Florida to the Bahamas. We going on a cruise. Look, y'all, we going on a cruise. They ain't never, never had been on a cruise before in their life at this point. It was uh, like, hmm, oh, that's nice. Nice. It's <laughs> better than nice. My mom ain't take me on no cruise. That part. You packed that and drove down to North Carolina and she dropped me off for the summer. Well, <laughs> so it's like it's the it's the nonchalantness sometimes for me and I'm and I'm I think I I think any parent works really really hard to like see their child smile see them excel sometimes you just want to be able to just especially if you are fortunate and blessed enough to be in a financial standing where you can bless your kids that much and right. you and, and, and I grew up, you know, in D.C., in a city, in Southeast. And my parents, the best Christmas I ever remember, I told y'all this before, my best Christmas I remember, my parents wrapped up our gifts in, like, the comic strip section of the newspaper. I don't remember what we got. But it was like, I know it wasn't much, but that Christmas, for some some reason, it stands out. And it was because I saw the hard work that my parents put in. And so, like Kim was saying earlier, like, the appreciation. I guess at the end of the day, we all are really saying the same thing, like, yeah. Whether it's the nonchalant attitude, whether it's the lack of roles and responsibilities or sharing, share responsibilities in the home, or if it's whether it's showing your parents like, hey, I just as much effort that you put into getting these gifts for your girlfriend, can you show a little love to your parents? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all are talking about like the appreciation. So with that being said, like, do you think like the way that we've raised our kids when they were small, are small, growing up to be young men and women, do we always think about how we're raising them and how that's going to, how they're going to be in the future, how they're going to grow up to be young men and women like him, when you were, you know, Rory, Ariel, and DJ Aaron, like, did you think like every single time that you try to instill a value or T every time you try to instill a value in Anthony Hannon, did you, say, hey, I'm doing this because I don't want you to be this way. Or I'm trying to make sure that you have some type of good quality. Uh-huh. How important is that? It's critical. So in my house with me and my husband, he's the very organized one. You know, he's his closet is neat. And my, my closet is not, you know, he believes in having a schedule to do things that's, you know, chores, labor, and, you know, I don't. And for the first, I say, 10 years that we were married, it was always a problem. That whole cleaning thing was always an issue. And so I tell my kids, you know, when I would be trying to get them to do, clean their room or vacuum, you know, and they're not doing it or they, they were being slow about it or not, you know, responding, mm-hmm. you know, almost ignoring you. But the day still has some hours in it for them to get it done, but they're not getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I would say, look, y'all, and I know they could be probably saying, well, man, you don't. And so I tell them, I know you probably saying, but my, you're not the neatest and you don't like to clean either. And I tell them it's because I didn't really get pressed to do it because I live with my grandparents' house. Stuff was always clean. Mm. But I don't want you to be married to 
pick a spouse that is probably more similar to dad than me and have this problem because it's very unnecessary. There's so many other things that you need to get over in a marriage than some foolishness like how you how you clean it or how you don't clean it. Closet the cleaners. Yeah. Right. So, you know, of all the things to have to deal with, this should be one of them. So y'all need to get in a habit to, you know, be better than me. And I tell them, I want you to be better than me. Mm. You know, don't look at me as an excuse to not be, you know, not be better. Mm. You need to be better than me in a whole lot of areas. And so, you know, as they've gotten older, I've been, I'm, I'm one to, you know, I'm not the parent to say uh, after a while. Now I do say this sometimes because I said so, but most of the time I'm not the parent to say, cause I said so I'm going to really give you a real reason. Mm. You know, it's the reason the same kind of like retrospect, like with you raising Nathan and you spoke on like his mannish qualities, you know, as <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think that's a learned behavior? Is it innate? Is it like because some of it is good quality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good quality. And so how do you like not not stifle, take out, excavate the good quality and kind of prune and train the other qualities with being that that leader? Because he has, sounds like he has some, you know, we know Nathan. He has, <laughs> he has a lot of leadership quality, you know. But yeah, how do I think you take he's going to be on that line of disrespect. Right. I think he's going to be alpha male. <laughs> um, you think? <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, but I think it can be, you can be alpha male and I think still be respectful. Um, yeah. Value other people's opinion. Um, not be condescending. Mm. Not yeah. like, because some alpha males is my way or no way. way. And, and when I think alpha, I think assertive, but you can be assertive, right? Mm. And, um, and lead in a way that is honorable. And I mm. think when you start uh, diminishing other people's opinion, you know, um, cause I told him, I said, strategically, I'm concerned. I was like, cause you already have this. It's my way. I, you know, I run this. And I was like, you going to be a single boy. I was like, I'm not trying to, you know, prophesy that over you. I said, but you cannot talk to women as if, you know, like they don't have a voice, like, cause you do it with your sister. It's kind of like, and I get it. He's older. But he's almost it's, 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 it's domineering and, and can be crushing to her spirit. Mm-hmm. You got to let him know yeah. that and for you, for you, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a problem with most men in general. Mm-hmm. They don't relate to feeling words. Right. They right. respond to, you know, consequences and this and that. But they really don't relate to how their behavior or what they said or the attitude makes me feel. Right. That whole thing about my son buying those gifts for his for his girlfriend. He's trying to instill the love that he has for her. Mm-hmm. Well, me too, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, me too. Exactly. You're not thinking about me. Right. 
makes me feel some kind of way that doesn't, you know, it makes me feel unappreciated. You know, it makes me feel, you know, I know that you love me, but it makes me feel like you don't love me more than your girlfriend. You know, so you got to let him know how it makes you feel. Even right. at 10 years old, he can get it. Right. Well, could this be the silver lining of that situation, though, Kim, is that you have been such an excellent model. example trainer and modeler of gift giving and taking the time out to make sure that that woman, because you spoke on that a little bit earlier, being like, you know, I don't want, I want to raise you in a certain way. So when you connect to a life partner, you know how to treat that person. Yep. And so you have to give yourself some kudos on the back and say, you know what, you took the time out to, you really care about this person. You want to show that person right. that you care, like, this is how much I love you. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is how much I want to shower you. I want to see you smile this Christmas. So to his credit, he trying to do a good job because some yeah, people yeah. got a CVS teddy bear and a rose from the corner. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying. I know, right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I, I circle back around, you know, usually, <laughs> usually when I get pissed off, I circle back around and I come to myself, like the part right. of the sun, I come to myself and, mm -hmm. and try to make it better. You know, I grew, I put my big girl grown up mommy panties back on instead of the, I'm so hurt. <laughs> yeah. You and know, I, I get like, that. And I feel like our sons, or I won't say all, but, you know, I think your sons, Kim, are are blessed to have, you know, both parents in the home. But I think there is something about either having male mentors that you can model and see um, how you are supposed to treat Absolutely. a woman. And, and what I mean by that is that I'm not in a relationship. And so unfortunately, Nathan is not going to see how I'm supposed to be treated, how you're supposed to treat a woman. He's not going to see that, at least not through, not here. He may see how his dad is treating, you know, you know, um, or may have in the past seen how his dad treated his um, stepmom and stuff like that. But those dynamics, um, that's just one perspective, you know what I mean? And he mm -hmm. won't see it from me, like how, how I'm treated and how I'm observed. And therefore he won't really understand what I'm saying. It's like, I can only, I can tell you, but I can show you better, right? Like, it's, 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 you know, it's only but so much. And so um, I'm going to keep teaching. I'm going to keep verbalizing. Um, and I'm, I try to have, I mean, he has like a godfather that's a great shout out to, um, shout out to Nathan's godfather. But yeah, like he has, he has some male role models in his life. And I'm just hoping that when I'm not there, they're giving him the behind the scenes of how to treat a woman in a way that how to lead, but also like, be emotionally in tune because a lot of our black males are not emotionally in tune, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't think they're raised That's to be saying. to be in tune with their emotions, right? And mm -hmm. and so, um, and 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 we're not saying like I know traditionally um, we tell male, and even now I know like there are moments where like Nathan has heard, "Dude, you don't need to cry," but it's okay if you need to cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's okay if you need to cry. Get yourself together. Wipe your tears. But, but be like on that moment and acknowledge why you're crying. You know what I mean? Like ask yourself the introspective questions now right. so that you can be in tune later versus right. you're taught a male can't cry. A male can't be in tune with their emotions because, because everything we tell males not to do is what we want strategically. Right. So we tell them they can't cry. We tell them they can't be in tune with their emotions. 
But then when they marry to us and they acting like a jerk, we're wondering why, but we've told them all our lives. You can't be in tune with your emotions. So if you're not in tune with yours, you're definitely not going to be in tune with mine. Mine, right. And I mean, I think for me, like I grew up and I'm, I'm guilty of, of saying, stop all that crime. Like, stop all that crime. You know what I mean? And I am, I am 100% guilty of that. And as I got older and I began to, like when I was going through divorce and when I, you know, got into a relationship um, after divorce, I realized really what it is that I want, need, and don't want, right? And those two relationships taught me that the most. And when I began to become a better understanding of what it is that I needed as a woman, I began to also become a better parent. Uh-huh. And I say that to say, because the question we started is like, do we, how do we raise our kids now? Like, are we in saying those same things? And, and we want to, we want, we want those same things to be instilled in them in the future. And so I had to stop saying, I had to catch myself and stop saying, you don't need to cry. You don't need to cry. But changing my language a little bit, like when I have to understand the difference between you crying for attention. Right. And you crying because your feelings are really hurt. Now, if your feelings are really hurt and you're really having an emotional moment, then let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Let's have a conversation about that. What are you feeling? How are you feeling that way? Why are you feeling that way? What can we do better? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to leave you alone? Do you want to hug? Do you want to write? Whatever it is, these other, you know, manipulatives or tools that we can use. But now if you coming to me and you sitting in my face and you crying because you want some attention, you can miss me with that BS. I'm not here for that. You know what I mean? Then I'm going to say, stop all that crying and get out my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just a little Shauna 101. <laughs> but I'm just, you know what I mean? And I, and, I, and I get that. I think sometimes, like, you know, our kids can, A, they forget we're wise. We're wise and and we right. should, you know what I mean? And because we've played those games before. But mm-hmm. Two, you know, they're only going to do what we, as much as we allow them to do. And so there are boundaries that have to be put in place, but we have to be mindful of those boundaries because sometimes the boundaries can stifle growth, right? And so we have to be, that's why I asked, like, you know, um, there's some attributes of Nathan that are great leadership attributes. He's going to be an alpha male. You know, he's going to be the first one to try to, you know, get something done. That's a a, a phenomenal attribute but if you keep saying stop doing that don't say that don't act like they need to respect me be quiet now we stifling his voice you know what I mean and then you have fear of you know possibly raising a meek you know a, a man that can't let his yes be yes and it's no me no <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah the struggle so, we have right the balance yeah the struggle the funny we, yeah. we struggle with balance in other areas of our lives but even as parenting you're right the balance between because our generation when we grew up we didn't have a voice and so that is one thing I'm I saw modeled in my household and I said my children are going to have a voice they're going to be able to come to me with their problems because if you if you if you quell my voice then strategically when something down the line happens that could be damaging to my physical space, damaging to my emotional space, I may not feel comfortable coming to you because you have quelled my voice for so long that I don't trust my own voice to communicate 
what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said I wouldn't do to my kids. That's so, so I do agree with you. There is that balance. And I think as we try to find that balance, that's when I'm, I'm low key. When we think of, when we think about our growing up, we're like, we couldn't even speak. You speak when spoken to, you know what I'm saying? Like that was the rule. You be, are you, you are seen, not heard. You right. out of the room. You, and you we know, that's not, what's the saying, Kim? Don't you, if grown folks are talking, you ain't talking. If, if this is a grown folks conversation, you in the next now, room. Now I agree with that, but that whole, you know, if you are in the room, you'd be a fly on the wall. Right. It's not for you to participate. Right. Right. But you don't, you know, um, you know, you don't you don't have to talk. But what Takuma was saying about that man in the house thing, uh, there's some credence to it because you got somebody hearing the same thing you hearing when they come out the mouth wrong. I'm talking about the boys. Mm-hmm. Don't think boys haven't pushed that. So you got a, a person that's in the room with you the, the, the dad ideally mm-hmm. and he say wait a minute don't talk to your mother like that mm. you know and it's like a wow <laughs> you know right. Right. he don't even know he he even if he look i had to have this conversation with my son my dj my my husband ain't always the most genderless but he's grown up and we are married you the child. My my son came out the mouth with some smartness. And I said, come upstairs. Because this is what I do. I said, come upstairs to my room. I closed my doors. I went in. I said, I don't care. I said, I said, I don't care if you heard some other people in this house talking to me like that. And I ain't called his dad's name, but I knew who I was talking to. He knew who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care. I said, what you're not going to do <laughs> is talk to me. You the, you are the child. I don't care what the other adults in this house might say to me. That gets handled on the back end outside of your presence. Mm. But you're not, you not going to talk to me any kind of way. Mm. He was like, okay, mom. you know. So what I hear you saying, Kim... I'm sorry, Kim, because I think I think the listeners need to catch this. What I hear you saying is the kids are also watching, right? Like they're watching how your husband treat you, right? Yeah. And so how mm-hmm. he communicates to you. So even in those moments that you guys have heated arguments, um, it, you know, which happens in marital family, the kids are watching. And the, if you're condescending to your spouse in this case, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying no matter what the dynamic is, they are watching and they think it's okay because daddy right. talks to you like that. You know what right. I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's what's, that's, I'm just bringing that as another point that people don't think about. Right. Kids are always are sponges. So if the dad, the ex-spouse is talking to you a certain way and they're condescending, they're picking up on that and thinking they are empowered to be condescending. Yeah. Especially so, the boys. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes, especially the boys. Um, and so we're, we're cognizant, we're cognizant, me and my ex of not having arguments. Don't get me wrong. We do sometimes where they are watching and we, and we have to stop it. We're like, we'll call each other back or whatever, because they're, they're taking those arguments, no matter what is happening, how it's unfolding. And they're taking those disagreements that will happen and they're going to use it, you know, whether it's to feel empowered or manipulate. 
in some That's moment. Um, and, and so it's important that ideally, if you can avoid having disagreements, don't get me wrong. I also didn't want to grow up in a house where there was never a disagreement because yeah, then, because yeah. The, yeah, because I think the thing about disagreements is they need to also see parents have conflict resolution. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even as single parents, I'm always looking to have a conflict resolution. Granted, it always usually ends up with them going to their room. That's my, like, that's my solution. That's my conflict resolution. Just go to your room. Let mm-hmm. me gather myself together. And then before I hurt you. <laughs> that also teaches them like, hey, if you need to step back from that is positive conflict resolution. Right. Because right. if you were in an intimate relationship or in a disagreement, it's not just with intimate relationship. I don't like people to think like it's just a modeling of intimate or spousal co-parenting mm-hmm. or marital relationships. Mm-hmm. It's right. also about just your modeling as a human freaking being. Being. Because even even with, you know, with my son, like I, I don't like traffic. I don't, we, but we live in DC. Like, so always try. So when I'm in a hurry, I was in the car one day and I hadn't said anything. I was just driving down Florida Avenue, like leaving the house. And as soon as I turned on you, I was like, and here go my baby boy in the back in a booster seat. Where the hell would all this traffic come from? I need to get out of our way. Who do you think he got that from? Oh, <laughs> Where the hell all this traffic come from? And I'm like, <laughs> you talking about like, oh my. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You said I know, right? But then you like, oh. no, but it was a reflective moment for me. Like you know, like we've all been saying, like kids are sponges. They want to exhibit the the, the they want to exhibit the, the the behavior that they see. Right. And so when we ask ourselves, you know, help, I don't like my kids. Is it help? I don't like my kids or is it help? I don't like me. Is it- <laughs> because a lot of times we get in the feedback from what we have already sold into our children. You know yeah. what I mean? So when my baby boy gets put out of aftercare, real life story people, because he has an attitude problem and smacked about two teachers because he has an aggressive issue, who do I blame? Do I get mad at him or do I say, and I'm not blaming putting all that weight on me because at a certain, also at a certain age in life, you have to be responsible for your own actions, right? right. People can't walk around here 40 years old, so my son, my mama did it. Sometimes you got to take responsibility for me. That's <laughs> That part. But at that time, at the at the age of grooming and at the age of pruning and the age of modeling, we have to be conscious of what it is that we are exhibiting. We are human beings. We are flawed in every possible fact. Mm-hmm. We are not going to get it perfect every single day. Fact. Kids don't right. come out with no ma- no manual. We always have heard that, and so it's trial and error. But sometimes we have to look at self and be like, what are we allowing? And are we laughing at our kids when they when they um out here being a smart? Oh, Lord Johnny, you make yeah. a smart comment. Da, da, da. Oh, and we laugh it off, or are we checking that because the next smart comment is going to be a next smart sentence and the next smart phrase and the next smart action? And then we can't reel that back in. You know what I mean? So we have to be mindful of what we are allowing, those boundaries like we spoke on, you know, and um how how we have to, when we see the behavior, look at our, look at us, you know, and see what it is that we, that we can do better. You know what I mean? So with that being said, um, 
I want to ask this question with a few more minutes left. What is the worst reaction that you have ever given to your child when they when they've done this whatever thing that just blew your top? Like, what is the re- the the worst reaction you've ever you've ever given your child, and how did you what did you learn from that? I wish mine was here so she could tell you. Um, <laughs> I wish she could see it. Well, to me, the, the worst reaction was an automatic physical thing without saying anything. Mm-hmm. So the worst reaction. The worst reaction is for me to pop you and I don't give you no warning or nothing. Mm. you know that's the word that for me I felt so bad I mm. just it was just so fast it just happened so fast <laughs> I had to laugh thinking about it, thinking back at it but it happened so fast and you know I so that's what happened I popped her without saying anything first I didn't need I didn't even you say not saying anything you mean without giving her a warning without having a conversation like what do you no, mean without saying we were riding in the car again we were riding in the car and she was on the passenger side and I was driving and I had rearranged my whole day to do this thing that she wanted me to do she was home from college mm-hmm. and I had rearranged my whole day to and we couldn't find the place that we were trying to get to. She was getting all smart. Well, if you had so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da, pop! And I just hit her on her leg with my fist. I didn't say, I didn't say nothing. And then well, I was she like, was grown at that point. She was in college. She knew what it was for. You ain't have to explain. Yeah, she was 20-something. But I had to back up, you know. And, but instead of me doing what I ordinarily would have done and said, well, Am, you know, you know, I don't appreciate your uh, your attitude. You know, I've rearranged that, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to get to the place of this and that, you know, because I think she said, you know, she was trying to blame me. And like, if you if you hadn't done this or that or if you this and that something. And I just, I had my fist and I know I, I bruised the leg because I hit her in the thigh and I know it hurt. And, and I was driving in some traffic, I, you know, so I had to repent. <laughs> so did you tell her sorry? Yeah, okay, I okay. did. That's good. She said, I think so. <laughs> I did. I was like, I didn't mean to hit you, you know. I was like, I didn't mean to hit you, but I put it, you know, mm-hmm. I said, I did a sorry, not sorry. <laughs> That's what we do when we feel justified. And, 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 and you probably felt justified in that moment because you felt she was unappreciative. She didn't know their sacrifice. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing with our kids. I think is that the reaction comes out of feeling that we have sacrificed so much as we, as we do as mothers, right? We sacrifice so much and we feel unappreciated. And I think this generation, unfortunately, especially with this COVID generation, they feel entitled, you know, whereas like everything is on, you know, like, I don't know. I think the, the, the lack of connecting to other humans have made humans feel entitled somewhat. Mm -hmm. With the world. 
Yeah. So we're not emotionally, we're, we're mostly disconnected. And I think mm-hmm. that, that could, the same could be said about our kids. So I think I agree with Kim. The most is me reacting with a smack with my hand and I might pick up something to throw it at you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just reflex. You know, and, uh, you know, apologize after. <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, especially if you went out the sideways with your mouth, because I think initially it hits us in the gut, like, oh my goodness, you mm. know, and rather than, you know, like pause, you know, gather our thoughts, <laughs> communicate, you know, we just like, no, <laughs> go with a jugular. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Shana? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> right. It might be. It might be illegal. <laughs> might be. Illegal. Oh no! I ain't gonna call it law. Right. <laughs> She's like not on this podcast. Let's just say they they wouldn't have you. <laughs> now I have um. I think the worst thing, the worst reaction I've ever had is when both of my kids actually did it. And I actually had this, I did the same reaction to both. So I clearly wasn't sorry the first time I did it because my kids are five years apart, but they did it around the same age, which is telling me that they did, they wish they didn't live here anymore. I wish I never lived here. Oh yeah, I've had that, that and not there, yeah. You know what I mean? And anybody who knows me knows I go way, way above and beyond for my kids. And so, they they both did it at night, coincidentally. I think we always had a hard time with nighttime routines in my house, like shut down, go to bed. It was always a battle. And they both pulled it at the same time, at the same age, and I put them out. I set them outside in their underwear, in their socks, and was like, we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you going yet. <laughs> but the only thing you're going to leave with is... Um, these tidy whities and this and, and this a t shirt and these little Nike footies because everything else in here I own so right, right. facts that it is gracious of me to let you leave out the house like that you know yeah. what I mean so I sat them outside for a while yeah and it's nighttime so it's probably a little chilly you know I waited till they gathered themselves and I carried on about my day they was only out there for max I think. When Manny did it, it was about 10 minutes. When Jay did it, it was probably like five. Okay. Five. But just enough to remind them who house it is. Just enough. Shauna, I told mine when they try that whole thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. I said, you know, you they was trying to call the police thing. I said, you know, when they call, when you call the police, they take you out of the house. They don't mm. take the parents out. They take you to foster care. Mm. If you like your stuff. If you like your stuff, if you like, you like this TV, <laughs> they ain't going to take your stuff with you either. Games stay. Everything stays here and they only take you. Mm. And you're going to have to share rooms with a whole bunch of kids. Mm. So I think you need to put the phone down. Mm. Cause you call the police, they're gonna come take you out of the house. Yeah. So yeah. that was the end of that. Nobody ever tried to call police again. I know that's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you better but go just you go ahead and get- for definitely sharing. I mean, 
I think we all like we could talk about this, you know, our experiences with the kids for forever. You know, about yeah. what they've done, what they haven't done, how they pissed us off. You know, I have spent many a days crying on the bathroom floor because <laughs> because I'm just so angry or fed up at, or don't know, just hands to the air, God, you know, help me with these daggone kids because especially boys, well, you know, completely different topic, especially in today's age because you have, sometimes our emotions are led by fear and, and, and the amount of fear that I feel right now for our young black boys and our, yeah. our young, um, uh, our black youth and young adults is, is <clears throat> compounded on so many levels. And that's, like I said, that's a completely different another topic for another day. But I think the takeaway from this is one, we have to be mindful of what it is that we are exhibiting right. and the language that we are uh, we're putting in and, and what we are, what seeds and foundation we're laying because at the end of the day, somebody else is gonna have to come in and excavate that mess and they can excavate a whole tree or they can take out a little shrub and do some pruning um, well. because nobody's gonna be perfect, but we have to be mindful of, we have different age groups here. Um, from the little ones to the adults. And I think it's, oh, and all different houses too. You know what I mean? Because even with T co-parents and your co-parents and with, um, with their dad, it's completely different from my co-parenting, but still co-parenting, you know? We talked about the village as well. Um, but I think, like I said, the biggest takeaway is just be mindful of what we as parents are exhibiting and don't always think that it's going to be a do what I say and not as I do. They're going to pick up on some of what you do. And so be mindful of what you're putting down because that very thing that pisses you off, that very attribute that angers you every day and gets underneath your skin, you might want to look in the mirror because you might be exhibiting it on a daily day, a daily basis or something that you're not addressing. Um, and with that said, we're going to say, bye, girl, bye. And bye, girl, bye. And bodaciously, hi. Follow us on all social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us on IG at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics you want us to discuss.